Welcome to the C2C Podcast. I am your host, Derek Anderson. After holding my first event in 2010, I went on to create Startup Grind, a 400-chapter community based in over 100 countries. Along the way, I discovered the greatest marketing tool of all time, your customers. Yet, I couldn't find anyone sharing how to build a community where people could experience your brand in person or at scale. On this show, we talk with the brightest minds and companies on the planet about how to build customer-to-customer marketing strategies and create in-person experiences for your brand and customers before your competitor does. Welcome to the 50th episode. This is a special interview from the Startup Grind Global 2020 conference with the co-founder and CEO of Reddit, Steve Huffman. We dove into some really unique perspectives here we have never talked about before, like what is the soul of a community, trying to figure out what a healthy community is beyond basic metrics, and of course, trying to understand how the largest online community in the world looks at building C2C experiences and programs. Take a listen. I think you'll really enjoy it. Thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure. Uh, we are Hi, everybody. So grateful for your time. I feel like over the last... Starground started 10 years ago this month, but... Congratulations. Thank you. It's huge. But really, it's been the last eight years we've really sort of focused on building it. And I, I've had so many conversations about community with people. And the Reddit community is, I think, one of these ones that just always comes up again and again and again as one of the very best, most important communities in the world. A couple of quick stats. 430 million users. Last, as this is as of last year. 200 million posts on Reddit last year. 1.7 billion comments. 32 billion upvotes and 100,000 active communities. Wow. You can clap for that. (laughs) Just clapping in my head. Um, What does community mean to you? What is it? It's such this big nebulous thing. Tell us what it means to you. I mean, I think even even community on Reddit as a thing is a nebulous idea. It's something we spend a lot of time thinking about and trying to understand. In fact, I think these days of our work as less of that of product people or you know, tech people and engineers and, and more of that of like anthropologists mm-hmm. trying to kind of understand this thing that's Reddit, uh, this like living organism that's Reddit and the community behind it. When we started Reddit, which it was almost 15 years ago, it'll be 15 years this summer. We had this vague idea that we wanted to build. There's kind of two, two ideas bouncing around in our head. One was a place where people can find new and interesting things online. And, and in that era, it was just links. We were just links to stuff. And we didn't have subreddits. We didn't have communities on Reddit. So a place where people can find new and interesting things. And then I wanted to have the community feel of Slashdot which was a, a website slash community that I was a, a part of for a long time. But if you had asked me then, like, what is a community, I don't know what I would have said, because I don't know if I'd be able to articulate it. I, it's even now a difficult concept, I think, to articulate. But it's one of those things, it's, it's kind of like the word like soul, right? Like, conceptually kind of know what a soul is, but it's like hard to articulate it. And so I think a community is, is like a, it's a group with a soul. Or maybe that's what I would have said then. I think I can be a little bit more precise now, but suffice to say, it's a, I think it's a big concept, you know, even for us who think about it every day. When did the soul of Reddit start to come together? 
Well, the soul of Reddit, I think actually this is, when I, when I look back on our time, we've done you know, some things right and a lot of things wrong. I think one of the things we actually had, I don't want to say figured out, but stumbled upon early was, I mean, Reddit always had a soul hmm. from like almost day one. At least call it like day 60. We, we you know, faked all of our traffic for the first two months, so maybe it didn't count quite yet. But once we had users, we had a soul. And, and in fact, it's, it's funny, I haven't used the word soul to describe Reddit in a really long time, but I remember 15 years ago, I used to talk about that a lot. Because mm. um, I would talk about Dig, um, sure. who was our biggest competitor in that era. They were about five times bigger than us. And I remember that one of the things that was frustrating to me was I was like, that company has no soul. It was just like this pejorative I'd throw around that like was meaningless to anybody. But anyway, it's just, I guess, coming back now. You, you know, have worked in several startups. You sure have advised a lot of companies. And at what point should a startup start thinking about actually creating the soul? I mean, is it, is it, does it lie in the founders? Is it sort of tied to the values? Is it like, how, where does it like in the hierarchy of things that you need to do and figure out, where does that sort of fit? I think it's a really interesting question, but although my answer, I've never been asked it before, so I'll just think in real time here. I'm not sure it's something that you can manufacture. Like wake up one day and say, okay, our Q1 OKR is to have a soul. <laughs> like I feel that feels a little off to me. And so, um, but I do see this in the companies that I've been a part of. I see this in, in companies that I'm close to, whether it's, it's friends' companies or even our customers, our advertisers. And definitely I can tell when I'm talking to a brand that in my opinion has a soul versus doesn't because the conversation's really different. Mm -hmm. And so I, th I think I might ask an adjacent question, which is, what is the mission of your company? What is the purpose of your company? Why are you working on this thing? And your answer might tell you something, or it might tell me something, certainly. Because I know people who start companies, and their, their purpose is to make money. And, that, and they find that motivating, and that's what they're doing. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, per se. But I, I, I do think it, it might mean their relationship may be a little bit more impersonal than uh, mine is with Reddit, for example. Yeah, if, if the soul is, or the community is like sort of the soul or the essence of what is the product or the customers that use it or something, maybe, yeah, it's like maybe the, the sort of the fabric, the makeup of the people that are doing it and sort of how they sort of interact together and work together or how they, how the product makes their life better or yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting way. I haven't, I haven't really heard it described that way. Well, it's certainly the question I ask whenever I'm meeting entrepreneurs, whether socially or you know, more formally, is why are you working on this? Mm. And because you know, th that, that helps me understand. It, it's a values question, really. And I, I think whether, actually, whether I'm, I'm meeting you know, an entrepreneur or even like recruiting somebody, it just helps me understand, like, do I relate to this person? Yeah. Um, but I do think it, it kind of gets back to this idea of what's the soul of your company. And from there, maybe we're talking about, you know, what's, what's the community around it? So you, you have 100,000, more than this, because these numbers are a few months old. But you, you announced last, the end of last year in your metrics reporting that you share publicly that you had, you had 100,000 active communities, uh, which is, is just staggering. Like, what metrics inside of that are important health indicators for you as to 
Active, obviously, like probably means there's people using it at certain you know, intervals that are acceptable to be deemed active. But like, what is actually a healthy community inside of Reddit look like? It's, it's, it's funny. You've used a lot of words in there that are important to us that maybe you didn't even realize. One, you said like these are your public numbers, and that's totally true. Because when we think about our, the numbers we operationalize on, our internal numbers, those are always changing. And we do have operational numbers, like metrics that we track around active communities. But we have an internal definition of what an active community is. For a while, we actually had an internal definition or tried to have a definition of what a healthy community was. Actually, I think we switched the word from healthy to active because it was a little less judgy. Um, so <clears throat> anyway, um, there's all sorts of, I, I think this is actually really, this is really hard. You know, the, the numbers that we care about on the surface are users, communities, revenue. But those are really output metrics. And there's all sorts of things that, that feed into those. And we can start getting into quality versus quantity. And long story short, I think metrics are really important, but they're only one side of the story. Right? They're really what we're trying to capture with metrics, whether they're internal or external, is we're trying to give people a sense of the direction we're going or give a sense of what's important to us. But it's really easy, I think, at a company, and a lot of companies make this mistake, of chasing a number just for the number's sake and, and losing track of the, the reason for doing so. And, it's, and we can fall into that trap as well. right? We can increase users, I have no doubt, but are they you know, they're good users. Are they contributing to our communities? Are they clicking on ads? Are they not clicking on ads? Are they creating content? Are they misbehaving? Are they just, you know, consuming video? And, you know, I don't know, whatever. There's like all sorts of users that make them more or less valuable or, um, you know, good or bad in, in our opinion. So there's, there's always, a, I think, a kind of metrics behind the metrics. Uh, I've, I've heard other founders talk about this, and you just touched on it, that every startup has these unique metrics to what they're doing. Like Airbnb would have some very unique metrics around their business that probably nobody else even knows how to value. But for them, it, it ties into really important things. And I think you, you, what you're saying is, and you know, is a good lesson here for people that are just starting. You, you probably have metrics that people aren't used to evaluating or ways of looking at it. And, and maybe that ties into your engagement or that ties into your usage. And it's OK to be unique to you. It's OK if it doesn't fit inside of a Google Analytics dashboard or something. Well, absolutely. And, and I think it's also OK for them to change. Mm. You know, we spent time thinking about, over the years, you know, visits in a day, time on site, time in specific communities, time in communities of a certain size, votes, commenting rates, length of comments. Like, there's all sorts of stuff that we've been dancing around this idea of, is Reddit getting bigger and healthier? But I guess bigger is an easy word, but healthier, you know, what does that mean? And I think more importantly, the questions we're asking ourselves are, as it relates to, for example, community growth, what are the signs that a community is going to grow up into being a healthy, self-sustaining, interesting community, or not? Can we identify that early? You know, and, and that's not quite as clear, right? Because obviously those numbers, the, the quantity numbers, the size numbers just aren't there yet. We're talking about something that's by definition small. So are there other indicators? Um, and we spend a lot of time thinking about that. And we're always, I think, tweaking our metrics. That'd be something I think really interesting for, at least for me and my startup, like to hear what you all, like the research you have around 
how to build active, healthy communities. Like that'd be something I'd be very interested in learning from and probably a lot of other people. 100,000 communities. Do you know, like, is there a TAM for total communities? Like, are there a million communities out there? Are there 10 million? I mean, I don't know. Are there, um, do you have any idea? I think the way I, th I think about it is every person needs community. Community is like, a, I think, a, a, why do you a, say that? It's a, it's a basic need for humans. We are a social species. We build things together. We help each other. We collaborate. It's one of the things that I think um, separates humans from the rest of the animal kingdom. And, and everybody in the world belongs to at least one community, you know, by geography and probably many more based on interests and passions and friends and family. And so therefore, I think every person has communities in their lives, needs communities in their lives. And I believe then that everybody in the world can be a Reddit user if our product is community. Now, how many communities is that actually? I don't know. It's a lot more than 100,000. Yeah. Um, but you know, we'll, start, you know, we'll start there and work our way out. You did say something that I actually think is really relevant to this audience, which is one of the lessons, one of the things we've been thinking a lot about is what helps a small community survive. Why do some communities on Reddit thrive and, and most die? And one of the things we've learned is that the, the creators of the community, the first moderators, the founders, um, actually have a, a disproportionate influence. Maybe the only thing that matters. There's some right place at the right time there, um, but uh, really it's the creators. And so I think that's probably true of businesses as well, um, which is, yeah, there's some right place, right time, like be building a company in the right market, but probably more than anything else, it's the founders. Um, it's the people who are taking that idea from zero to one um, that are truly important. Because I've seen great founders uh, make a good business out of a bad idea, and I've seen bad founders you know, just ruin great ideas. And so really, I think it comes down to the people. Do you think that every community in the world can live on Reddit? Is there, like, is there a space? Is that, is, it, is that even necessary? Or it's, it's definitely not necessary. And no, I don't think every community can live on Reddit, nor does it need to. Yeah. For example, Reddit isn't used. And I, I don't know if it ever will be used for families or for groups of close friends. You know, people use messaging apps for those, um, or they use, you know, that other massive social network. Um, I, I think there's, there's, there's many ways for people to interact, and I think products kind of fill, you know, kind of specific needs within that. Certainly, the market size for Reddit is, is huge. Like, I just, I think it's everybody in the world, but it doesn't have to be every community in the world, no. Yeah. What's interesting, too, is, is more, I mean, we see this in the research, we see this in consumer trends of, people are trusting what they read online less and less every single day. And with all the disinformation that is online, they have a good reason to do that. It feels to me like that Reddit, for some reason, which you probably have the answer, I'd like, like to hear your explanation of it. Reddit has found this way of sort of maintaining authenticity and sort of it's, it's so interesting because it's like user generated, but it, it, there's like a high, I have a higher level of trust going there than I do going to many different media, professional media outlet sites that their whole job is to just write about the news. And so I wonder like, if, like why do you think, do I have that right? And 
uh, is my perception correct? And then why has Reddit been able to, to sort of maintain, I think, a, a higher level of trust than a lot yeah. of other sites? I think you do have it right. Um, according to Pew, we are the most, the most trusted source of news for millennials. And as for how, I, I, I'll give you a, a nebulous answer and then maybe a more specific one. The nebulous answer is we didn't go out of our way to lose that trust, which was actually kind of one of the founding ideas within Reddit. Um, both from a product point of view and kind of like content moderation point of view, we didn't do anything or build anything unless we had a reason for doing so. And, and so this in the early days meant we didn't like over-categorize. We didn't try to force everything into a, 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 a neat category. We didn't, try to, we didn't have an editorial voice that we were trying to maintain. We didn't choose the news, right? Reddit was like, the idea was users would choose the news and they would do the ranking. My co-founder Alexis used to joke, one of our early ads, I, I don't know if it was an ad because we, I guess that's only put on t-shirts, but was freedom from the press. Mm. And, and I still feel that way, which is like, we, we created Reddit in an era that's only gotten worse, where we just felt like everybody was lying to us, right? The, the media was lying to us, the news was lying to us, politicians were lying our parents. to us. <laughs> our parents specifically, actually, that's I where... I mean, my mom's actually watching, so I'm just <laughs> She's actually But we do tend to pick up I mean, uh, new users when they're towards the end of high school and college, yeah. right? when they start to develop their own worldviews. The mechanics of Reddit are, you know, we're a reputation platform, right? Our communities have their rules, they have their values. Every user through upvotes and downvotes can enforce those rules and values. They can choose what's important to them. They can reject behaviors uh, that don't, that aren't acceptable. Um, and through that, I think actually higher quality answers come out, whether we're talking about news or reviews or advice, you know, whatever it is. And, and this is why at Reddit we have actually a, a even, even in today's political climate, an optimistic view of humanity and of the world. And I think much more so than maybe, uh, I, I think we tend to give people more credit than the average person does. Um, because what I've learned from Reddit, and actually this is like a, one of the things I'm most thankful about in Reddit is that it's taught me that people, like all people, are more interesting and collaborative and funny and supportive than I think we give them credit for. And what really matters is the context, right? You know, I, I um, wrote down here just a moment ago from San Francisco, 101 was super crowded, and it's easy to look at everybody else and think, you all are assholes, and you're gonna make me late. And I don't know why you would do that, but you are. And then those very same people might actually be you, for all I know. Um, lovely, interesting people who have plenty of interesting things to, to share. Um, and we have plenty of things in common. And so I think that context really, really matters. And I think Reddit's really good at putting people in a context to behave better. I think that, you know, that sort of early vision of, and the very authentic vision, it's very hard as a founder because you see all these different things, you see somebody being successful with something, you're like, oh shoot, I, I should just copy what they're doing, even though it's maybe not exactly who I am or what we are, but like, it's hot right now, so I'm gonna do it. But I remember when the whole dig, you know, you, you, know, you said it, and I've heard you talk about this in other interviews, but the dig was five times bigger and had all this momentum. You know, I remember I, you know, speaking with some of the very important you know, members of that, of that team as they were making changes, and they were like, we just don't care. Uh, literally, th I've heard them say this, 
We don't care what the users think. We're going to do this, and they're going to do what we want them to do. And they sort of, if they had a soul before, whether you said they didn't, it was definitely gone then. And you all, you know, really like kept that authenticity. And you, you know, and it's it was there in the beginning. It was there when you're growing slowly, and then as your growth started to take off, it's sort of maintained. Yeah, and there, there were, you know, the funny thing about Dig is they started about six months before us, but we didn't we didn't know that. And so we had the, the good fortune of building Reddit based on our own first principles, even though the products were similar, certainly at first glance. It's really easy to copy a feature. It's, you know, to copy the pixels. It's hard to copy the decision-making framework that led to a feature sure. and the philosophy behind it. And so I, I think it's challenging. Not impossible, but challenging. And I, I will admit, though, there was certainly a time where, you know, we, we started, we're only a year or so younger than Facebook. We're older than Twitter and YouTube and Insta and TikTok and I don't know, whatever, these other platforms. And I remember for a while watching, you know, Twitter, you know, explode past us and YouTube explode past us and Insta explode past us. And, and I remember just thinking, like, what are we doing wrong? Hmm. And obviously, I mean, there's actually, it turns out, a lot of stuff we were doing wrong. But I was also wondering, is this like, are we just, like, are our values just out of sync? Like, we've made all of these trade-offs in favor of, you know, authenticity or privacy that, and I remember thinking, like, just people just don't care. Um, and this, like, influencer celebrity stuff that I'm just, like, allergic to, other people just really, really into it. And maybe we're just like this corner of the internet of these like, you know, I, I, idealistic weirdos. Of, of the small and, 430 million of you. Yeah, right. Well, we weren't that big then. And what's made me really happy is that I, I think we've, we've done our best to not compromise on those values and things like privacy and authenticity and community that have been important to us for a really long time are, are now important. And so it feels like actually the market's coming to us a little bit in that regard. And so I'm glad we didn't copy those other platforms or copy their features. And, and, and I'm sure we did here or there, um, but they didn't work because it doesn't fit our platform. And so you know, I, I think it's, it's been overall, I, th I think, much more fulfilling to have kind of stayed on our path and try to kind of figure out how to do things the, the Reddit way. You, um, talking about community, we've talked about online community. You also uh, have a bunch of IRL and offline community programs uh, at huge scale. You have the you know, Reddit Gifts uh, program, the largest gift exchange in the world. I've, I've got friends that have been part of this, and I have watched this over the years and just been amazed that the whole thing, even, that it works. You know, it's kind of like Airbnb. It's like, every, you know, first half is like, I don't know, people staying in your house. Like, I don't know, people exchanging gifts that don't know each other, but it actually like really touches people's lives. Some of the gifts that people, you know, exchange and the stories behind them, um, getting your moderators in person. How do you look at community from a face-to-face -face versus, uh, versus digital perspective? How does that, how does that play into Reddit? Well, I think the first thing in there is like, why do these things work? And it goes back to the previous point, which that I was trying to make, which is that like, Things work when we give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think the fact that like, we are here like, as a species suggests that we should give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. And I've been just overwhelmed and 
humbled and surprised and delighted at watching people, you know, our users, but really we're just talking about people, do really incredible things for, the, you know, for each other. And so the difference between online communities and offline communities, this is actually something we are actively trying to better understand. Um, I think there's a lot of qualities of offline communities um, that we can learn from. Because we've, as, as, as we've kind of stumbled into this, you know, the community work that we're doing. And as I said, like, we started off as product and tech people, and now I feel like anthropologists. And so there's a lot for us to learn. But even the, the line between offline and online is really blurry. For example, I'm a, a member of a, a dinner group. There's about a half a dozen of us that get dinner once a month. And I mean, that sounds like an offline community, except we spend way more time texting each other than we do talking at dinner. And so, I don't know, is that an online community or an offline community? Um, I, I, I think it, it's a lot of our communities on Reddit, not just the stuff that we do with Secret Santa and, uh, and our, our, our meetups and the moderator stuff, but a lot of our communities meet up on their own. You know, are those online communities or offline communities? And so, I think that the qualities of both are really important that people have some shared interest and passion, they have some shared values. There's a kind of a, an idea of being a, 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 a member of that community or not. Um, I think those concepts work across the, the digital divide, uh, as they say. It feels to me like a lot of the successful people that we've had that I've been able to meet or interview over the years, start crying, like a lot of their success is just wrapped around how long they were able to just sort of last and survive. And, um, you know, I, I look at, you know, you and, and thinking, I know you've, you've, you know, you've worked at Reddit for a long time, you've done some other things, you've come back, but 15 years on one idea, especially in our industry, is a pretty, pretty long time. So I, I wonder, like, how do you still, are you still as excited about it today? I know you're the CEO. I mean, you're going to say, you're, even if you weren't, you'd say you were. So don't ask, answer that question. But I am I know, actually, I'm sure you're really to excited. my core, more excited than I ever have been. And I'll tell you why. Can I tell you why? <laughs> you can. I think, yes. there's, I think there's a helpful answer in here for yeah. folks. When, if there was one criticism I could give myself 15 years ago, if there's only one, there are plenty I could give. If there's only one, and actually I was given this criticism a lot is that we didn't think big enough. I always felt like our company was like we had one more day. And so we just kind of, you know, our planning horizon was one day. Every day I was like, wow, this is way more successful. You know, this is like when we had like a thousand users. I was like, we have a thousand users. I thought we were gonna have two users. So like, this is amazing and we've made it. And that's why we sold the company so early is because we didn't have a vision mm. for Reddit. And my motivation wasn't any of the lofty stuff that I talk about now. It was, I don't want to look stupid in front of Paul Graham. <laughs> and, and so I'm way more excited about Reddit now than I was 15 years ago because even though we're big now, the opportunity is even bigger. We were talking about having every user on the platform. And my belief is that if Reddit puts people in a context to behave better, and if everybody in the world was on Reddit, then everybody in the world would be behaving better, then we've done something really special. And that makes me really excited. So... Yeah, I'm actually more excited today than I was 10 years ago, than 15 years ago. And I think it's really fun to kind of think about that and give yourself something big to chase. And if you're, if you're talking to an entrepreneur who's been working on the same idea a long time and who is struggling to get a lot of traction, does think it's something that's worth continuing on with, 
how do you power through some of those weeks and days and months where things look bleak, but you know, maybe it's just, just some sort of temporary clouds until you get to where you, know, you are now 15 years later? Honestly, I think that's one of the hardest questions in business. As a founder, you need the, the ego to proceed when everybody is telling you to stop, but the humility to quit before you spend your whole life on something that's not going to work. And I think that's really challenging. And so I would, it's, it's, this is, I think, actually a great opportunity to get advice from friends and from you know, smart people in your life who can kind of see a little bit more than you might be able to. Um, we went through this at Hipmunk. That company, we were, Hipmunk was lasted, I was with it for the first five years. I think we sold after six or so. That was not a good business. And my co-founder, Adam, and I could not see that. We were like, we built a good product. We use this product every day. People, they tell us they love it's our product. product. They shut it down like two weeks ago. I'm super sad about it. And our organic traffic was always on a vector to zero. Hmm. And we were able to like grind it out and through marketing and trickery and deals here or there. But like, I think the fundamentals weren't there. Hmm. And so I don't have a great answer for you other than I can tell you I've lived it. It's really hard um, because not every business, not every product is going to be a massive success, even if it's good. Our investors, I think, were telling us that, actually. Um, maybe not quite as succinctly, or maybe we just weren't listening. That's actually more likely. So, hard question. You have to, I think, listen. My advice is listen to the smart people in your life. Look at the data and see if you've actually, are you just lying to yourself? Steve Huffman, co-founder and CEO of Reddit, thank you for being here. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review wherever you listen to this. If you'd like to see more about how to create your own event community, go to bevylabs.com slash pod. That's B-E-V-Y-L-A-B-S dot com slash pod.